Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. I want to talk about Diddy. Um, I got this letter sent to me where Diddy wrote this um, interesting uh, note to uh, address the allegation that the CEO of General Motors is racist and ignoring Black-owned businesses. Uh, I, I picked up some sense of this, and uh, I saw, I think, Jason Whitlock commented on the letter and talked about how amazing the letter was. So I said, okay, let me read this. Let me tell you, Diddy wrote a great letter. Uh, Diddy addressed GM in a great way. And I'm going to explain to you and break it down for you right now. So hit the thumbs up button, button buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some black economic issues, as we always do. You know, we always bring up economics in a black perspective. Uh, we talk about black wealth. Black wealth, to me, is the only wealth. That's the wealth that matters. That's what we need to focus on as a community. That's the one thing that's going to make us great again, uh, because uh, all this other stuff ain't working. <laughs> Give me a yes or no in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. All this other stuff, all this, you know, po the politics and the activism, that's all nice and cute. But at the end of the day, ain't nothing going on but the rent or ain't nothing going on but the mortgage. How about that? How about instead of paying rent, let's talk about mortgages. Uh, ain't nothing going on but uh, the ability to defend and protect your empire. And that's what black wealth is all about. We need wealth in order for us to have real power. Black wealth is black power. There's no substitute for that. Now, let me just talk about Diddy for a minute. I don't talk about Diddy a whole lot on the platform. And to be honest with you, it's because I see what Diddy does. You know, I like what he, I, I don't dislike the guy at all, but I wasn't really sure. You know, I see Revolt TV and I, and I, I see Revolt doing some things that make sense. And then I see Revolt doing some things where I'm like, hmm, I don't understand that. But I can tell you this. Uh, I talked to Dr. Claude Anderson and he is like a father for me. I love this man so much. And uh, he speaks very highly about Diddy, actually. When we speak, uh, he mentions that Diddy, I think he and Diddy talk, and uh, it, it, he, he speaks highly about Diddy, Usher, Ice Cube, uh, and a few, Charlemagne the God, and a few other people that just really, in my view, are doing something different from what was done in the past. Remember, 10, 15 years ago, when I started talking about black wealth, what no, what no celebrity saw about black wealth. Celebrities were scared to even acknowledge black people in public. Like, oh, Lord, Master, don't give me. He going to spank me. Lord, Jesus, what is I going to do? Right? Well, now you have just a new generation. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's so great to watch. And let me just say like this. Right now, there is a gangster coup going on <laughs> where, where uh, apparently some black, uh, some, some rich black men got to, and women as well, got together and they wrote a uh, letter uh, an open letter. I think they put out an ad basically uh, going after GM uh, CEO Mary Barra. Uh, Mary Barra, let me pull this up. Um, she looks a little bit like Karen. They're, they're all named Karen until proven otherwise. And, uh, and so uh, Mary Barra, we'll just call her GM, the GM Karen. Uh, I'm going to put her, her, her picture on the screen. Let me see if I can find her here. Let me let me see. Oh, man. Dang it. I Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Uh, here we go. There we go. All right. So I searched for here she is. OK, so here I searched for GM CEO, Mary Barra. I hope I'm talking about the right person. Uh, and I and I and she got on my radar screen. I don't even think about GM. And, uh, and and she got on my radar screen because there was this interesting letter written. See, there was a letter. And then there was like another letter on top of the letter. And so uh, Byron Allen took out a full page ad in, uh, in, in a lot of uh, outlets, basically saying that Mary Barra is racist. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, wow. Okay. And so, and the letter was signed uh, by Ice Cube 
uh, Roland Martin, who shall uh, we, we're not going to say that name anymore today. Uh, Don Jackson, Butch Graves uh, from Black Enterprise and Junior Bridgman, who is from my hometown, Louisville, or he played basketball in Louisville anyway. And uh, he actually is the owner of Ebony Magazine now. So this letter comes out and basically it comes down to uh, making this point, which is a, a completely valid point, that companies like GM, uh, they spend all this money on advertising and they don't put that money right back into the black community. They expect you to buy their cars, but they won't support your businesses, right? They expect you to show up and give them your money, but they won't give you that money, right? They, they, so, so this is a kind of to me. This is this is this is gangster. This is economic. This is poweronomics in action, by the way. Uh, because what's happened is that these men have gotten together and they said we're going to be gangster. We're going to roll up in there and we're going to let you know what's going on and we're going to deal with that. Now. Um, with that said, let's let's talk about this. Okay, so uh, it, the point is completely valid. You absolutely positive. There's no way you can argue that GM, as many cars as they sell to black people, as much money as they make from black people, you can't argue that they don't owe money to black people. Like anybody, there, there's no way. I, I dare anybody from GM to debate me on this. I, I have a PhD in finance, so I'm going to chop you up in little pieces. You know, it, it would be like, you know, I don't know, T.I. doing a, a rap competition with uh, with somebody who just learned how to read. Like, it ain't going to work. Like, I will I will chop you in little pieces because you have no argument. You have no point that you could be made. They, they can be made. White supremacy, racism can't be defended. If you try to defend it, you're going to sound stupid. So so we know that they owe us money. Right. And they need to cut the check. No question about it. Um, what is interesting to me, though, is that uh, that it's important to understand, though, that the support of black owned media is the first step to um, to cutting the check or the first step toward corporate reparations. Uh, there's been an argument that's been made that reparations shouldn't just come from the government. Reparations should come from corporations that have benefited from government policy. Do you see what I'm saying? That these billion dollar companies, these, you know, the Apples and all, you know, and, and, and the Microsofts and the, the Googles should be writing multi-billion dollar checks to entities within the black community to ensure that, uh, that, that, that we get this opportunity to achieve some of the equity that we deserve. Um, so supporting black owned media is fine. Uh, and, and now, now the, the, the risk of that, though, the problem that you have that you have to be careful about is that when they're supporting black owned media, it's a trade. It's an exchange. So in exchange for supporting the black owned media, they are marketing these products you know, that, that they sell for their businesses, not black owned businesses, for their businesses and getting black people to buy things. So you spend money on the media. You spend a million dollars in ads with a certain company. Well, you make two million dollars back from the advertising because those customers then become your customers and you make your money that way. Um, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that exchange, but that goes back to that video. If you find it on YouTube, Ebony Magazine uh, had a video in the 50s called How to Sell to the Negro. And what they were trying to do was get corporations to support Black-owned media and to advertise with Ebony Magazine. They said, look, we have, we've collected Black people and we can get them to buy your products. Right now. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing bad about that at all. But what you must also understand is that this must be balanced. Uh, black media outlets are not the only black owned businesses that are out there. So if GM 
or not even let's not even say GM. Let's say a sneaker company or something that's more realistic. It's, it's hard for black people to form a, an automobile manufacturer. But what if it's Nike? What if Nike says, "Okay, we want to support black media. We're going to advertise Nikes everywhere. Any black media that you see is going to have a Nike ad on it." Well, you know what? There's a lot of brothers and sisters out here that got sneaker companies that are going to be sitting there like, "Damn, like y'all all buying Nikes and ain't nobody buying my stuff anymore." Right? So in this process, in this gangster move, there isn't just a role for the captains of industry, for the ice cubes and, and the Byron Allens, et cetera, there's a role for the black consumer as well. Uh, you know, if, if, if you think about this, here's what I would love to see, right? I would love to see GM write big, fat, gigantic checks to black owned media to support, to let, let help these media outlets grow and everything else. But then I would love to see black consumers reiterate, re-up on their commitment to supporting black owned products. So that means that if I'm sitting there and I'm watching an ad from a company that's not black owned, but I also know about, I see, I have some directory I'm, I'm subscribed to on say we buy black or something. I see black owned companies that sell the same product. I'm going to be black. I'm going to turn to the black, black product before I turn to this other product. Now it doesn't mean that you can't go buy a GM again, a GM car. I mean, you know, like I said, we don't manufacture cars. I don't know of any black automobile manufacturers. It takes a while. It takes a lot of capital to do that. But if you're talking about other things that that people need, everything from t-shirts to soap to sneakers, we do make those things. We have black-owned businesses that make those things. So when you, when when they're talking about supporting black-owned media, it's important to remember that the ultimate goal at the end of the day is to ensure that there is support for black-owned businesses across the board. So with that said, let's move forward. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done that yet, please do that right now. Also, if you want to support the platform, I'm not looking for GM money. I've already, somebody reached out to me about it, about you know approaching GM for money for our platform. I do not want GM money. You will not see a GM ad on this platform ever. Uh, so, but because I want, I want support from the community so we can keep it honest. So if you want to be part of the support network for this platform, we do have a Patreon. Feel free to subscribe at intelligentblackpeople.com. We give you lots of free stuff and, and give you free access and everything. So feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. That, that I don't want, I don't want corporate money. I, I just don't. But that does not mean that there aren't good black media outlets that deserve corporate money. And, uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Diddy's letter to you in one second, because I think that this letter was well-written. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it. I was super impressed by it. I was really happy Diddy wrote it. I think Diddy's name has weight. Uh, you know, and, and I just I just think it was great. I'm sure that the GM CEO, uh, Mary Barra, whatever her name was, we, we call her Karen. Um, I'm sure that Karen was very a kid. GM Karen was very upset when she saw Diddy's letter. And I commend Diddy for going out there and doing this because Diddy writing that letter is not the same as me writing that letter. Uh, GM don't like me. They ain't never gave me a nickel. They never will. And I don't want their money. But Diddy is in there. Diddy gets the corporate money. Diddy is connected and wired into these companies. So um, so I applaud him for, for doing what he did. So let me read this letter to you because I think it's worth reading. I think it's worth repeating. We got to give credit where it's due. I know sometimes, you know, and, and it's for good reason. Sometimes I know y'all challenge Diddy, right? They say, hey, man, you could do better. But I can, but I think he's one of the good ones. Overall, he's one of the good. Even Roland Martin, even as, as much as he gets on my nerves sometimes, and as much as I was real mad at him for the way he treated King Randall, I don't consider Roland Martin to be all bad all the time. So, so let, I, I think that we got to learn how to find the yin and the yang. Everything has a yin and a yang to it. So sometimes it's like a little more yin than yang. But but you got to be able to see those subtleties 
so you don't get in this black and white binary thinking, right? Either you're good or you're bad or you're perfect or you're terrible. It's not like that. Everything's a shade of gray. Keep that in mind. But then again, you won't get it if you're not intelligent. This is a platform for intelligent black people. I ain't going to dumb it down. So let me read Diddy's letter for, to you guys. Uh, you know me. I got these. I hate these glasses. I got to take them off and do like old people to read this. So let me uh, read this. Here's the letter. It says, uh, so he starts with a quote from uh, Desmond Tutu. He says, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Good, good, start, good starting quote. He says, the same feet these companies use to stand with us in solidarity are the same feet they use to stand on our necks. Whew. When confronted by the leaders of several Black-owned media companies, General Motors listed my network, Revolt, as an example of Black-owned media that it supports. While Revolt does not, does, me, sorry, while Revolt does receive advertising revenue from GM, our relationship is not an example of success. Instead, Revolt, just like other black media, black-owned media companies, fights for crumbs while GM makes billions of dollars every year from the black community. Exposing GM's historic refusal to fairly invest in black-owned media is not an assassination of character. It's exposing the way GM and many other advertisers have always treated us. No longer can corporate America manipulate our community into believing that, that incremental progress is acceptable action. How about that? I like the, the start of that letter. I like this is Diddy's words. These are not mine. I like the way he started that letter. I think I think it's I I, I read, read it and I said, I'll be damned. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Diddy. Right, right. Man, speak your stuff. This is a good letter. This is a good letter. I I I know I know some of y'all might have things to say, and you know, ain't no everybody ain't gonna be happy, right? But this is this is good. Let me keep reading. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Take one second. Please, please, please hit the thumbs up button. I, I'm not going to be getting no GM money. So I need you all to support me by at least hitting the thumbs up and subscribe button. So if you all can do that, I'd appreciate that. All right. So it says corporations like General Motors have exploited our culture, undermined our power and excluded black entrepreneurs from participating in the value created by black consumers. In 2019, brands spent two hundred and thirty nine billion dollars on advertising. Less than 1% of that was invested in Black-owned media companies. Out of the roughly $3 billion that General Motors spent on advertising, we estimate that only $10 million was invested in Black-owned media. He's, and then he, he says it again, only $10 million out of $3 billion. Let's do percentages, shall we? Let's let me pull out my calculator right quick. Y'all know I'm I'm good at math. I, I taught math at the University of Kentucky, so I know how to count. So let me look what 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 is um let's see three billions a big number. All right, so let's see what is ten percent of three billion black people about 15 percent of the population, right? Fourteen percent, I guess. Probably 15, 16 percent of the spending on cars, because you know how you know how black people like to be fancy and stuff. Um so 10% of that number will be $30 million. Or 30, is that 30 million? Yeah. Th wait, no, that's not right. 30, wait, 3 billion, 300. No, sorry. 10% of 3 billion is 300 million. That's right. Sorry. So if they wanted to be fair, they will be spending at least $300 million in advertising. That's a, such a big, I'm almost, let me check my math because I feel like that number is so big. Let me, let me go back. Okay. Yeah. $300 million. I just want to check, want to check that, that, you know, that 0.1 times 3 billion is 300 million. I, I've known it since I was about four years old, but just seeing it on the, I mean, it's just the disrespect. Like I'm pausing because I, the, the, the depth of the disrespect is like 
shocking. You ever have a time where you just look in the mirror and you say, my God, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I don't, I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment right now. So, so process this for a minute, black people. You're, you're 14% of the population. You probably make up the 15, 16% of the spending on new cars. Cause you, you know how we like our new cars and 10% of that 3 billion is 300 million. That's 10%. If it was actually 14%, you're talking about uh, $420 million. But instead of $420 million, you get 10 million. So, so, so imagine somebody owes you $420 and they give you 10 bucks. How would you feel? Like, would you feel like that was respectful? Give me a yes or no in the chat. Is that respectful? Like, would you feel respected? Like if somebody's like, hey man, look, I know I owe you uh, $420, but but here's a, here's a here's a ten spot. Here's ten dollars, and you better be glad that that you got that. Like 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 what? How would you feel? I, I'm I'm pausing on this because I want you to ref, reflect on the depth of the disrespect. Like I kind of like almost to the point where I'm sitting here thinking, huh? Do we need to boycott GM products? Like, do we need to just say for a moment like we're not going? Now now I'm trying to remember that now Cadillacs. I saw Tamika Mallory on a Cadillac commercial. Good for Tamika. Does who makes Cadillacs? Does GM make Cadillacs? Because that would suck, man. Because I, I think Cadillacs are nice cars, but God, hold on. Oh, the General Motors Company makes Cadillacs. Hey, Lisa. Hey, babe, we can't buy a Cadillac now. No Cadillac. We got to get something else. So General Motors makes a lot of different cars. They make a lot of different cars. Let's see. Let's look. Let's do a list of here. Hey, babe. Did you know that GM? I'm live right now. These, my friends are. So, Why are you screaming? Can you calm yourself down? I know she tells me to calm down. I can't calm down. This is so. This is crazy. Did you know that GM spends three billion dollars on advertising? Diddy wrote a letter today. Three billion dollars in advertising. Guess how much they get? They spend in the black community. Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. And now it's ten million. That's what Diddy says in his letter. I got we got to confirm that. But did you know that we make we we make up fourteen percent of the population? We probably make up a higher percentage of new car sales because mm-hmm. you know we was talking about the Cadillac. Remember we were talking about the Cadillac the other oh, day? Oh yeah, we gonna get our Cadillac. No, we're not. We, we, get we can't get it now. No, not until GM acts right. Hey, Coco. I want Escalade. I know you want an Escalade. We can't get one, baby. I'm putting my foot down. We will not be getting an Escalade. Not until not unless GM comes correct. So let me give you guys a list of GM cars. Okay. Um, you got Chevy Tahoes, um, Chevy Bolts, uh, Corvettes, I guess all the Chevys, Suburbans, uh, the Equinox, the Silverado. These are all Chevys, though. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me read more of the letter. See, y'all got me just, y'all got, y'all, y'all triggering my ADHD right now because I'm just tripping. All right. <laughs> they're laughing. They're like, they're like, Alicia's like, we're not going to get our Cadillac. No, I know. I know. We want, no, we're, we're in the middle of a war now. So that means all of us got to make sacrifices. Okay. So check it out. So Byron Allen did an ad um, calling the GM CEO. Her name's Mary Barra. He says she's racist. And, no, 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 no. They That's are right. racist. They, they are racist, but that don't mean you don't, Go after. So listen, 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 lady. Ice Cube signed it, and you know we cool with Ice Cube. He's the homie. Um, 
Junior Bridgman signed it. He's also the homie because he's from Louisville or, you know, or he's, he operates in Louisville. And so then Diddy writes this great letter. And I'm going to read more of the letter so you can just listen if you want to. Okay. All right. So here's more of the letter from Diddy. All right. Hit the thumbs up button. All right. Let's get focused here. All right. So it says, uh, so he says that out of roughly, roughly $3 billion GM spent on advertising, we estimate that only $10 million was invested in Black-owned media. Only $10 million out of $3 billion. Like the rest of corporate America, General Motors is telling us to sit down, shut up, and be happy with what we get. It's disrespectful that Black-owned media companies only represent 1% of the total advertising market. It's disrespectful that distributors refuse to carry Black-owned media brands in an era where our impact and influence is undeniable. It's disrespectful that the same company that represents 14, or excuse me, same community that represents 14% of the population and spends over $14 trillion a year is still the most economically undervalued and underserved at every level. To repeat, $1.4 trillion annually, the almighty black dollar. We demand that corporate America reinvest an equitable percentage of what you take from our community back into our community. Now, that's Powernomics. Powernomics basically says that you do not allow for the doctrine of unequal exchange. And the book Powernomics, which I keep right near me, is somewhere in my office. Dr. Claude Anderson explains that the reason Africa got economically ripped off is because, unfortunately, Africans were tricked by Europeans into the doctrine of unequal exchange, where you're you're giving away something of this value, but you're receiving that much. Right. That creates what is called a trade deficit. And I've talked to you guys about integration and all these things that you're taught to celebrate in school. And the thing about integration is that integration was not designed to benefit black people. Integration was not designed to make you strong. Integration was designed to make you weak. Integrate. They did not integrate you to become to, to run the companies. They integrated you to work for the companies. They didn't integrate you to come in as a producer of products. They integrated you to become a producer of products. You were integrated to become the landlords. You were integrated to become the renters. When you have more renters and more consumers and more workers, then the people at the top become more powerful. This has been true since the Europeans created their whole feudal system back 500 years ago, 600 years ago, and they did it to white people. So so it ain't even just race that's driving this. This is just economic exploitation, plain and simple. So if you allow this to happen, then that's what you're going to get. So uh, with that said, let me read more of Diddy's letter. Uh, Hit the thumbs up button. Oh, and by the way, if you want a free copy of my book, it's called It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar. You can go go to all the allblackeconomics.com. If you sign up, you'll get a lot of free stuff from the Black Business School. Won't cost you anything. Just feel free to go to allblackeconomics.com. It's right there on the screen. All right, so let me read the rest here. So he says, the same way you understand the power of our dollars, we understand our power to take them away from any corporation that doesn't give us the economic inclusion that we deserve. We are prepared to weaponize our dollars. Talk that talk, Diddy, talk that talk. He says, if you love us, pay us. Not a token investment, not a charity check or donation. The time is now. Radical change is the only option. You're either with us or you are on the other side. Now, here's what I want to say about this letter. I love it. I'm sorry. I think it's good. Alicia, you like I it too, it. babe? Okay. Alicia likes it. Right. We no, right. Do we so we good, babe? We're not gonna get that escalated. That's right. Okay, so GM, if you're listening, we you we were gonna come to your um one of your uh distributors and buy an escalate. That ain't happening. I ain't buying a GM until y'all come correct. Now, here's here's what's here's what I think Diddy should hear as well, 
is that, you know, Diddy is a, a smart guy. Um, he is a survivor. He survived the chaotic times, you know, in, in the 90s with hip hop when 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 the white media had y'all had rappers killing each other and everything. Diddy survived that because he's smart. He's strategic. He's a boss. Right. Diddy ain't you know, I mean, think about it. He's, it's not like he's made his money from rapping. Right. Diddy ain't had a hit since Biggie was alive, it seems like. But let me tell you about Diddy that makes him great. Diddy is great because he understands what it means to be an owner. Diddy understands what it means to be a boss. Ice Cube understands what it means to be a boss. Everybody listening in here probably understands what it means to be a boss because you've been listening to my if you've been listening to my channel for more than a week, then you're already going in that direction, right? I don't have to sell you on it because freedom is not for sale. Freedom is not something I have to convince you to want. You wanted it already. I just help maybe ignite some of that inside of you. Now, here's the thing though. Celebrities are, are, are wired in to a system. They're connected. You know, white supremacy kind of gave them a lot of power, gave them a lot of wealth. And, and, and what happens is that when you start really talking that black talk, you know, you got to make sure that they don't canonize your ass. Right. Like, like, seriously, that, that should be, that's a verb now. Nick Cannon is a verb, right? Like we can't have our celebrities getting Nick Cannon because Nick Cannon, I mean, man, you want to talk about buck breaking, you could do a whole butt breaking. Tariq should do butt breaking too, called the the saga of Nick Cannon, because Nick Cannon people watch Nick get bust down like real fast, real you know. And the thing about it is that you know they're talking this pro black talk. It feels really good when you're doing it. And the question is, how consistent are you when it's really time to go to war? So Diddy's letter is extraordinary. His words, I love everything he wrote. I am so um, pleased and so uh, respectful of the fact that he used his platform to put this out there. I think that it was absolutely historic and revolutionary what he did. Um, but I really kind of need some consistency to show that you really about that life because you can't make everybody happy. You're going to lose a lot of friends. You're going to lose some money. You're going to lose some opportunity. You, there are some things you have to let go of in order for you to embrace that which which means connecting to the black community, right? So so it doesn't mean you're losing, you're actually winning, right? That everything that you were getting over there, you can get all that over here. You know, you, you could get a Grammy over there. Well, we got black award shows we can create. You can go get an Oscar over there. Well, Oscars don't mean nothing. We can we got black people that can make Grammys and Oscars and do all of that stuff, right? So so I, what I'm saying is that I really hope that this is that this is serious. This is long term. And the other point I want to make on this, it's really important to understand, is that when you're talking about GM doing the right thing for the black community and all the corporations that are watching this, like if they if they break down GM, all the other corporations will follow suit because they want they don't want to get strung up like GM. Um, understand that supporting black owned media is not the only support you can have for black owned businesses. There are Thousands, if not over a million black owned businesses that are not in the media industry. So if you want to talk about an economic uh, economic move for the black community, an economic upgrade, an economic step up, an economic come up for the black community, you're going to have to talk about uh, some other factors that involve the support of black owned businesses. For example, access to capital access to capital. So if I were talking to the corporations and they all said, well, Dr. Boyce, we, we'll do exactly what you want. Just take the heat off. Like what, what you want us to do? You know what I would say? I would say, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to create a $10 billion fund that you're going to put money into. And we're going to make it a little bit like a bank, but it won't be a bank. 
And we're going to have this fund available so that black entrepreneurs can come and get low interest loans out of this fund. Uh, you'll, you'll still make, you'll still get your money back. You don't, don't even got to do this as charity. This doesn't have to be a direct investment. This doesn't have, you don't have to buy anything. Just, just make your capital available because I know a lot of black entrepreneurs. Give me a yes or no. If you know black entrepreneurs, if they could go out right now and borrow a hundred grand, do you think that they could take that hundred grand and turn it into 150 or 200? Give me a yes or no. If you know black entrepreneurs, where if you loan them 50,000 right now, where they can go sign a piece of paper and get a 50 K loan that they couldn't take that 50 K and, and flip it and turn it into a hundred. Can't go buy some real estate. Real estate is a an, an almost an automatic winner when it comes to investing. If you could go out and borrow half a million dollars and get you in a, a, a condo, you start renting that sucker out. Somebody's paying you five grand a month in rent. Well, you, they're, they're paying your mortgage for you. These are easy wins that occur when you have access to capital. So one important thing that has to occur is that we got to move past the charity. Did he mention that in his letter? I completely concur. Forget the charity. You know, we're strong black men. We are not a charity case. Charity is for babies and old people and disabled people, people that are really down on their luck. No, we are men, goddammit. I mean, we are we are not children. So the charity piece is not something that uh needs to be the the the, the alpha and the omega of your engagement with the black community. There must also be a point where you're giving uh you're you're taking all this capital that you have, right? Think about this. When GM has a financial problem, they can go to the bank and borrow a couple billion. Right. When Apple, you know, needs some extra cash, they can go and borrow you know, ten billion dollars. Uh, there are little nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley that just that just dropped out of Stanford who are able to somehow magically go borrow ten million to get their startup off the ground. And your business ain't even real. It's just an idea. You put it on a piece of paper and somebody put ten million dollars behind your piece of paper. And I know black people in the hood that have good businesses, that are making money, that are enormously profitable. And they go to the damn bank and they're trying to get $300,000 and can't even get it. Seriously, your business made $300,000 last year. You can't even get a loan for $300,000. They want to give you $100,000. That's what the problem is. That's what we need to fix. So I would like to see, let me make this real clear. I would love to see a scenario, and maybe the celebrities can get this done. They're, if they're watching this video, feel free to take this advice and don't even give me credit. It could be your idea. Don't You don't even want to involve me. I don't need to be involved. If you want to call me in secret, I'll talk to you, tell you what I think, but I don't need to be involved at all. I don't want any of the money. I figured it out because I have a PhD in finance. I know how to raise money in creative ways, but what I can tell you is this. Use your power. Use your resources. Create a massive multi-million, multi-billion dollar fund that will allow black entrepreneurs to come in there and get low interest or interest-free loans. If you do that, that will be a game changer because you're going to have all these brilliant black people, many of whom are working for white folks right now because they can't raise capital, who will then who who have been learning. They've been we've been talking for years. They've been learning about how economics works. They know where to put their money if they get it. Give them access to capital. Access to capital is the game changer. It doesn't require grants and charity and, and all this other stupid stuff. No, 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 no difference. Grants are fine, whatever. If you believe in that, that's fine. But that's not what's going to elevate a community because it's never done that before. But access to capital, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. So do, do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Um, I would just tell you, 
I love Diddy's letter. I don't know how anybody feels about it. I don't know how everybody, if everybody agrees or not. It's okay if you don't agree. But that letter was good. I mean, he hit all the points. He did a great job. He's doing great stuff right now with this. Um, Ice Cube's doing great stuff with this. Uh, a lot of these guys are really, really, um, their brains are in the right place. And I think it's going to be historic. Okay, so um, I'm going to go do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, share subscribe button before you go. And also uh, one thing I want to mention uh, again is that this weekend we're doing the Black Love Weekend and it's totally free. And it's all about how to manage relationships with each other as black people, how we can establish black love as a fundamental core principle of our existence. That means black men loving black women. That means uh, all of us you know, doing our best for our children. That means black men getting along with each other, learning how to resolve disputes so we can become allies lies and and go and take on the world it means black women learning how to love each other without competing right which we're going to talk about all of that and we have actual licensed experts that are coming through it's totally free you can go to the blackloveweekend.com and sign up we're going to start saturday morning and we're going to do is all black love all weekend so everything from dating the right person marrying the right person all the way over to you know getting along with your friends and starting good good businesses with your friends and getting along with your business partners okay so that's what we're going to talk about there's the url feel free to join us i hope that you'll be there i'm out of here guys once again diddy congratulations on that letter i like it man if you ever want to come on this show uh, you have an open invitation because I would love for the people to hear directly from you. Uh, and I've been following you for 30 years. And I think that you uh, are one of the people that can be a game changer for the whole black community. So let me know if I can help in any way. God bless you. I'm out of here, guys. Please have a good day. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.